Hello, and welcome to the Reach or Miss Show, the podcast for the customer-focused entrepreneur, where Hayut Yogev speaks with entrepreneurs, for entrepreneurs, about reaching or missing the critical point of approaching the right customer with the right message at the right time and place. The point where business success starts. And here is your host, Hayut Yogev. Rich or Miss, episode 263. Hey, my listeners, I'm Hayut, and I'm so happy to be here today. Happy holiday. My guest today, Jack Jogovan, said when I asked him for his best advice for entrepreneurs, it helps to launch a business in a rising tide, like in a rising wave. We are doing the same thing with podcasting right now. It's like podcasting is a wave, and we are riding that. At some point, that will plateau or stabilize and commoditize as any industry does. In marketing, the idea is to find these rising waves. Jack Jogovan is a serial entrepreneur, podcast producer, and business advisor. He is the founder of Content Alleys and Lead Cookie. Through these companies, he has generated more than $40 million in sales for his clients. Jack is the host of the Working Without Pants podcast and leaders of B2B podcast. He also shares the raw lessons of his entrepreneurial journey at jackjogoven.com. Jack is the producer behind podcasts for brands such as Facebook, Siemens Energy, Stamply, and more. Jack lives a nomadic life and has traveled the world while running multiple businesses. His current location is Barcelona, Spain. Let's hear Jack's story. Jack Jogoven, what a pleasure to have you here. Hi. Hi, thanks for having me on here. It's a pleasure having you here, and I just shared with our listeners what you've done until now, yeah. and I would like to ask you to share with us what are you doing and most passionate about today, and where are you heading? Yeah, so um, yeah, again, my name is Jake Jorgovin, and I, I currently today run um, Content Alley, which is a podcast agency, and um, honestly, my main focus is on growing this um, at the moment. Um, I've got a few other kind of tangent side businesses that are starting to kind of pop off of this as well, but... I'm really passionate about um, you know building this business up, and then personally on the side, I'm also really passionate about making playing with synthesizers. So, so another little fun fact. So beautiful. And what does it mean at podcast agency? What exactly do you do? Uh, yeah, so basically, we produce revenue generating B two B podcasts. So um, what that means is we work primarily with businesses, and so. Um, these would be companies that are looking to launch a podcast, and um, they tend to be, you know, of a, of a decent size, and they know they want to get into podcasting, but they don't know how to do it, or they don't have the resources or the team members to do it in-house. And largely that is because even we find when even when companies do it in-house, to, to do a podcast effectively, you honestly need a lot of different team members. Um, you need people to edit audio, you need people to write show notes, to design artwork and thumbnails, um, social posts, and then you need to write social posts, create social videos, you need to schedule guests. So there's there's a lot of different moving pieces. And so um, that's what I think what's been really great for us as a, a podcast agency is really we get to 
focus on really uh, doing that and everything for our customers. That's so interesting. And um, tell me a bit about how you start. What was your career path? Yeah, so I have been um, an entrepreneur uh, pretty much for about the past almost like 12 or 13 years now. And um, I did a video agency for a while um, and got really into the event industry and music industry early in my career. I then kind of went off and did freelance digital marketing and kind of did just kind of various iterations of digital marketing agencies. Um, and then eventually I knew I decided, OK, I, I, I want to focus an agency down on content because my, my previous agency was in lead generation and um, things around LinkedIn and email, um, cold email just kind of got heavily disrupted and kept changing the game and everything. And so. I looked at, you know, content marketing I saw as something that's never going to change. And so that is something that I said, OK, like, you know, content marketing has been around since, you know, the, the advent of newspapers. It'll probably still be around, you know, years and years from now. So um, that's where I decided I wanted to focus in on content marketing. Um, so I started Content Allies. And honestly, we did a bunch of different iterations of content offerings and eventually landed on podcasting as kind of our core service with a full suite of content marketing. How come? Why, why podcasts? What, what we found is, A, I mean, podcasts are just growing. Like, there's just tons of stats out there that every year they're just growing. More and more people are listening to them. And what I think is really interesting for, for B2B companies is that your podcast can become the epicenter of your content strategy. So out of a podcast, we'll create videos, we'll create articles, we'll create social posts, um, we'll create quote blocks, we'll create short social videos, YouTube videos. And um, we'll also then often lead that into collaborations with the guests to post content on their site. And so that's, I think that's a really nice thing about podcasting is it can become like a core pillar content that you can build tons of other content around. Well, sounds very reasonable. Hmm. It makes sense that, that uh, you can have any, almost any content you want just from having podcast and having the uh, opportunity to talk to people. So uh, I do agree with you here. As an entrepreneur, what would be your best advice to any entrepreneur that's listening to us right now, mainly regarding the customer focus, marketing, or sales, but it can also be regarding any other thing? Yeah, I think the, the biggest thing I would say is that I think it helps to like launch a business in a rising tide like in a rising wave and um, i've done a bunch of different things and whenever i tried to come up with some crazy creative idea um for a business that rarely worked but whenever i you know looked at the trends and i was like hey um you know i i got in really early my first company we were outbound agency so i got really early on the linkedin and cold email train and that industry blew up for a while and we rode that wave and that kind of helped us kind of grow and and I think we're doing the same thing with podcasting right now, where it's like podcasting is a wave, it's growing, and we're, and we're riding that. And at some point, that will plateau or kind of stabilize and commoditize as any industry does. But I think that that's a thing that I underestimated in business. And I, um, I've seen other people kind of try to grow, and they've had you know just like a, a commoditized offer, or they're really behind the wave, and they're just kind of trying to you know just throw darts at the map. But I think if you can find Hey, this is coming. Like influencer marketing is a big thing. You know, we believe like you know TikTok ads or whatever, whatever that next new niche is that you see is coming. I think that's like a, a really key part to hitting like rapid growth in the business is just being on a wave that's growing and an industry that's growing versus you know finding one that's commoditized, plateaued, or declining. So 
Hmm. I'm sure you've got a lot of successes and you already started to tell us about that. But I would like to ask you first, what is your biggest, most critical failure with customers? The one that affected your entrepreneurial journey the most or almost the most? Yeah, well, the, the one that comes to mind is actually with my previous agency. Um, one of the things I think that's hard about being an entrepreneur is you have to learn every facet of business. And I think people kind of deny this early on. And so I was like, ah, I'm not a finance guy. You know, that's that's kind of how I started. And and so I just tried to, like, hire out my bookkeeper to, like, the cheapest, my, my books to the cheapest person I could. But that meant I didn't really have visibility into finance. Ultimately, that led to me making some bad decisions and having to lay off like 14 members because I just screwed up. And so I think wow. that, that 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 was like a pinnacle, terrible point in time. But what I think and what I've learned is like if you're going to run a business and you want to grow a business, you have to learn at least the fundamentals of every area of finance, sales, marketing, systems and operations like uh, HR, hiring. Like you can't neglect any of those. Um, you might be able to get away with neglecting them for a little bit, but at some point you're going to hit a, a point where you're going to say, Hey, like this is holding me back, or you're going to experience a really brutal pain because you neglected learning that. So I think one of the biggest things is realizing you have to learn every facet of business and the story you tell yourself of like, I'm not a marketing person or I'm not a sales or I'm not a finance person. Like you just have to get over that and learn the fundamentals and eventually you'll hire people to help you there. But if you don't at least know the basics, that has tended to lead to really bad failures for me in the past when I kind of neglected those. So that was some mistakes from earlier in my journey. Hmm. And uh, now I would like you to tell us the story of your greatest, most significant success as a result of the right customer focus or something you did right about approaching your customers. Yeah. Um, I think for us that really, I think it came down to like very much being intentional about the niche we were going to pick with Content Allies. And so um, you know, I would say like the biggest success was landing on the podcasting and going all in on that for us. Um, and I'm not saying that that's the right decision, buddy, but that was for us and my journey and where we had come from. Um, but I, I think what was interesting with that is, um, and I'll share is like the first version of Content Allies was a LinkedIn content service. Yeah. And we actually sold a lot of that and we had customers, but I looked at that and I really like sat with that and was like, is this what I want? And ultimately I didn't want to do a LinkedIn content service a long time. I realized like people were buying it, but I knew that the algorithm would change. It was like dependent on a platform. It just wasn't, uh, it wasn't going to give me the business that I wanted. And then we tried like an article writing service and that one again, it kind of worked, but it felt like we were fighting an uphill battle. We were in a very commoditized market. It's like article writing is very mature. It's hard to differentiate yourself. Um, and so we were struggling in that one for a while and we tried different angles on that. And then we, you know, kind of tested a bunch of stuff and that's where eventually the podcasting landed. But I think like the, the biggest success comes from like testing different offers try, and then trying to really think through like if this is going to become my core business, if this is going to be the offering that I focus on, like what are the weaknesses? Because my first agency, that LinkedIn lead generation and cold email agency, um, I was like, ah, you know, there's a, there's risks that LinkedIn could change their platform. And LinkedIn did change their platform 
multiple times and it completely disrupted our business. And so I think um, it's kind of like testing, finding the right niche, but also really thinking through like, is this going to still be sustainable a few years from now? Or are there any massive risks that can, mm. can disrupt it? And I think that all comes down to eventually then finding what is the business model that's a crossover between what you want, but it's also a smart, wise, long-term business model to pursue. Do you think you could um, you could see ahead that LinkedIn would change the platform? Do you think if you would think about it, you would find it, you would think about it? Yeah, I mean, it was 100% of my radar from the start. It's like, you know, it just comes down to like, you know, just think it's just like taking some time to think ahead of like, what are the risks? Like, what could disrupt this? And it was like the same thing with like the LinkedIn content. It's like, well, they could consistently change their algorithm. They could, you know, turn into like a Facebook page kind of thing where you have to pay to boost any posts. And so I, I think it's just kind of thinking through. And I think so much, especially in like the digital economy, so much is dependent on other tools and platforms. And so I think that those become very big risk factors, um, you know, for any business or it could be like a legislation change, like all these companies that, um, you know, are still cookie dependent or have seen this kind of risk of cookies for a while. And um, I think there's just a lot of trends. You, you just kind of have to be in tune with the market. But I think if you're in tune with your space and you really are honest with yourself, you can say at some points, like this is a risky long term investment kind of thing. So. so what are the risks we should expect in the podcast industry? Yeah, um, I think one of the biggest things is we're going to hit like there's just a lot of saturation. And I think that that's um, there's just a lot of people entering the space, um, I think, is a risk. I think the the fact that Apple and Spotify are really your two predominant podcast players definitely does have some level of risk there. Um, we've consistently seen these platforms change and kind of adjust things. But um, what I like about podcasting is that it's not like LinkedIn, where it's like LinkedIn owns all of that. It's like where Apple Podcasts, there is Google Podcasts, makes up a percentage, there's other mediums. So um, what I like about it is it feels a little bit less risky, but I do think that, you know, in terms of getting an audience, I think it's harder than ever. Despite more people growing, I think you're seeing, you know, you just got to consider your podcast is now competing against shows that are coming out from Amazon and Netflix and Audible that are starting to get into the podcast world. So you're competing it's almost like your small business podcast is now competing a movie theater, basically. Um, and so I think that that becomes one of the challenges of how do you, you just got to recognize that your competition in podcasting is not the podcast that's similar to yours. Your competition is, you know, the completely uh, off the wall podcasts that are um, just basically, it's, you're just trying to capture attention really at, at all in a sense there. So that, I think that is kind of one of the hardest challenges, especially for business podcasts, is competing against those consumer shows and the large media houses that are, are coming out there. Hmm. I love it. Yes, I think it's true. You do have um, the atmosphere around it and the environment has totally changed. You're right. Jack, can you recommend the best most effective technological or digital tool related to uh, customer focus marketing or sales. However, I'm not looking for the last shiniest tool in the endless list. I'm looking for something that really works mm -hmm. for you and might help other entrepreneurs as well. Yeah, the two tools come to mind. One from the operations side, if you have a team of people, um, and you're trying to really organize the work or you're, you're kind of in the process of building SOPs and trying to kind of streamline your business, 
Process Street is a phenomenal tool. We run our entire operations on it, and I, I love it. It has literally um, it has replaced you know very expensive project managers on our team, where a now a single you know project manager I guess can handle probably sixty episodes at a time. When previously they would max out at about you know maybe fifteen episodes that they could realistically manage at a time. So um, Process Street from an operations side is amazing. And from a particular podcast technology, there's a tool called Riverside.fm that we record all of our podcasts on. And what's really cool about Riverside versus Skype or Zoom or other platforms is it records a local file on each person's computer and then uploads those. So if there's any audio lag or cutout or anything like that, it um, you get an HD file from each person, individual audio tracks and everything. So uh, that is a phenomenal tool that we use for almost all of our podcast recording. and has a great backup features and everything there as well. Thank you. You know, there are many factors that affect one's success. However, I do believe that for each of us, there is one factor that really helps us win. And I want to ask you, what is your one key success factor? Yeah, I, I think one of the big things for any entrepreneur is to really have a high level of self-awareness of where you're good and where you're not. Um, and, and I think that that helps each person succeed. And, and uh, just a tactical recommendation, I'm a big fan of the book Unique Ability from Strategic Coach. That I worked through that and it mm. very much helped me understand where I am strong and where I'm weak. And so where I have learned I'm really good at is I'm an activator. I immediately like jump into action. Like it's hard for me to like see something that should be done and then like sit on it for weeks. Like I'm not the person to do that. It's like, oh, cool. Like there's an action item. Like, boom, let me lock that out like right now. Uh, you know, like it's, it's, uh, and that's kind mm-hmm. of how I am. And, but what I'm really bad at is like recurring tasks that happen over and over again. And so what that means for me and like how I kind of build my companies is like, I just go operate in a role. I kind of build the new role and it's really exciting and fun for me while I'm like building out this new role that our company needs. And then I hit a point where I'm like, gosh, like this is, I have to do this every week now. Like I'm getting drained. This is awful. I hate this. Um, and so I'm aware of that. And then I go hire someone to fill that role for me. But I kind of, um, I basically just do that over and over again. It's like, I go do something. I then record and document how to train it. I then hire someone into that. I just, that's like how I build companies is I just hop from role to role and build each role out. Um, and so that I think is also really great because um, it lets me, it's cheaper to hire someone to fulfill a role that is very well defined versus hiring someone to figure something out, which other people, you know, other people have different strengths and like they'll, they, there's a kind of other path where someone would say, oh, I'm going to hire someone to just figure this out for me. And uh, I don't do that as much. I tend to go build it myself and then hire someone to run it. But that's, I think, been a really interesting strength and something I've learned about myself over the years. Hmm. Beautiful factor. Beautiful key success factor. Not all, all of us are aware exactly where are our strengths and what are our weaknesses. We may know that, but not all of us are really acting according to it. So it's beautiful. I'll add on that that uh, I yeah I struggled like that 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 unique ability book was like a serious game changer for me because prior to reading that like I would just I would try to I would sell clients I would onboard and then I would try to service them like all myself and like literally like I would just hit a point where it was just like all I needed to do was show up every day and like do these tasks that this client needed and I like couldn't do it. <laughs> I would just like not do the work mm. and then clients would get upset and results would plummet and it was just like but it would just drain me to do the same thing every day. 
Um, and it was just eventually I was like, I'm setting myself up for failure by selling into engagements and setting myself up for, to do daily work. So I, you know, whether I just do the consulting or I get someone else to do the daily work. Um, uh, but it just, it was that, that was like a key point for me, like going through that. And like, I went from like kind of just failing at stuff to be like, no, I'm just setting myself up to be in situations that I'm not going to excel in. So. Hmm. And my final question before I ask you what is the best way to connect with you, my final question is my mountain question. And as my listeners already know, I've been imagining this journey of uh, entrepreneurship as climbing a mountain, you know, step after step after step, and then you're looking to reach the peak, and then when you reach the peak, usually you're looking to climb a higher peak, and sometimes you need to go down in order to reach the peak. And at some point, I started to ask my guests, and that's what I'm asking you, whether you ever climbed a mountain or wished to climb a mountain, or do you have any relationships with mountains at all? Yeah, so I am uh, actually looking out my window at mountains right now. So I live in um, Denver, Colorado. Um, and so, mm. uh, yeah, literally, I uh, very much I love mountains. I'm a mountains person over an ocean person. And um I do personally hike mountains and find um, it was really enjoyable, but I, I do think that the whole aspect of business, I think, I think in ways it's like a mountain. Um, and I, but I, I feel like there's never an actual peak, <laughs> uh, you know, it, 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 or, you know, there's before that there's always a higher peak to go look at, but I do think that there is, I always look at businesses like you're just kind of moving toward this milestone. And then by the time you get to that next milestone, you're like, Oh, well, there's new problems here. And, and just like, it's we've we've grown pretty drastically over the past couple of years and it's mind-blowing how like I, I got felt like i got really good at finance um and uh i, I learned that and i was like, yes like i'm good at finance and um you know we're now pushing uh we'll probably do two to three million dollars this year and i'm like oh no i need i need another wow. level of finance <laughs> that i've you know like i knew how to do finance mm. at a million dollar to a million dollar a year company but things get more complicated uh, as you as you grow and you're like, wow, sure. like it, the level that I'm at, it's it's not enough anymore. And so you have to kind of then go back into the journey of like learning or evolving or growing. And, you know, HR, like I thought I was so good at hiring people until, you know, we had to hire you know, mm-hmm. three to four people a month. And uh, at this point, and I'm like, wow, like that's a lot of people like it's no longer me hiring. I have to learn how to build a hiring system. And so. I think you could say that's like the peak and then there's always a higher peak because you get somewhere and you're like, oh, wow, like this, I thought I got really good at this and now I'm hitting another level of having to, to grow and learn. And and uh, I've got friends that are, you know, in the three to five million dollar range and they're like, well, looking at 10, but that looks really hard. Uh, and so I think uh, every time mm-hmm. you get somewhere further, it's um, you, you see that there's just like a whole different level of challenges you have to hit to go to go further. So, yeah, I definitely think the, the mountain analogy is great. Hmm. And, uh, Jack, what is the best way to connect with you for any of our listeners that would, listeners that would like to be in touch? Yeah, uh, if you go to um, contentallies.com is the, the core site for all of our business and everything we do with our podcast agency. And then I also have a personal blog, jake-jorgovin.com. Um, that's J-O-R-G-O-V-A-N. Or if you try to type any variation of that into Google, it'll probably get you there. Uh, there's no one with a pretty similar <laughs> name to me out there. So, yeah. 
Is there any social media that you are active on? Um, LinkedIn would be the only channel. I don't use anything else, so that's the only one. Okay, so we will have the links in the shows of this interview. And Jack, I would like to thank you very much. I enjoyed this interview. I think it's interesting. And uh, I think the podcast world is some kind of the new content in town, although it's here for for quite a while. But uh, a lot of businesses still have uh, the opportunity to go and, uh, and play in this field. So thank you for being here today. No worries. Thank you for having me. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. And for you, our listeners, until the next time, it all goes down to this. You either reach or miss. Keep reaching your goals and vision. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Reach or Miss Show, the podcast for the customer-focused entrepreneur. You can find all the information, links, and resources that was mentioned at the show in our website, reachormiss.com. See you next week.